Do I have everybody's attention now? Welcome back to the Change of Culture podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Scott. Um, it's been a while, I'll admit that. I, uh, I've been busy trying to get finals taken care of and get, um, get those you know cleared away so I can try to focus on other things. And so now, uh, yesterday, I think I finished my last final. I think, well, I know. I know I finished my last final uh, for the semester. And uh, so... I have a little bit of free time before I start a summer class on June 1st, so what better time to do uh, another episode? Um, this episode, uh, I, I kind of want to kind of dig into uh, some recent events that have happened with the WWE. Um, I, If you if you la- listened to the last episode of the podcast, uh, you would know that I talked about Vince McMahon and his old school way of thinking and how... Um, it's it's just something needs to change. Well, I'm pretty sure I, if I'm not mistaken, the day after I posted that episode, all of what I'm about to talk about just happened, or had you know it happened, and that was the release of several wrestlers and agents. Um. So yeah, let's let's get into that list. Um, names like. I'll just I'll just go and read it off for y'all. Drake Maverick, Kurt Hopkins, um, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, Heath Slater, Aiden English, Eric Young, EC3, Leo Rush, Kurt Angle, uh, Sarah Logan, Primo and Epico, Rowan, Mike Kanellis, Maria Kanellis, Zack Ryder, No Way Jose, Rusev, Diana Perrazzo, and Alexander Jaksic from those two are from NXT. Um and then, since then, um, like, you know, the Revival has been released, Curtis Axel got released, um, and there's probably more coming, I feel like. Um, I'm honestly, some of the releases I'm very, very surprised about. I think, in general, everyone is surprised that this happened. And this happened, you know, a while back. But I think even now, there's still... For at least for me, there's just this huge level of shock because some of these people on this list, I think, had so much potential to do so much better in WWE. But again, whenever you have people that don't understand wrestling, when you have people who write for soap operas and not people who have been in the wrestling business writing for you, um, then you run into problems. Uh, let me grab myself a drink real quick. So... Like, and and I'll get more into that about some of these certain wrestlers, but just as a as a blanket statement about the releases, it's an unfortunate time. Um, you know, as we all know, with uh, with COVID nineteen, or as uh, Wrestle Talk on YouTube they call him Steve Carino. Uh, <laughs> um, this event, this 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 pandemic, is crazy, and it's changing the way that we do things, changing the way that you know, we consume entertainment the way that we interact with people. It's changing a lot of things. And I think WWE, this is, this is in a way, you know, a side effect, you know, a side effect of, of these events. You know, a lot of people are losing their jobs because, you know, if you can't, 
go and make the the amount of money that you normally make to pay all these people, you you can't really keep them on. And I mean, a good portion of these people on the list weren't involved really in in a lot of things. They weren't your your main players, and I think that that's probably a lot of the reasons why it was done. Um, well, now that being said, I do feel like a lot of these releases are, for lack of a better term, opportunistic on WWE's part. I think a lot of these people, WWE was probably getting ready to release anyway, but this is kind of a way to just do a mass release of people and sort of have a reason behind it. Now, again, that's just my opinion. I do think, uh, I do, th I do believe that a lot of it is because of the financial uh, aspect of it. But at the same time, you know, that's besides the point. Now, I wanted to touch on a couple of wrestlers um, and kind of give my opinion on where of what I think or where I think WWE went wrong with them because they are these people, these these performers could, I mean, they have the ability to produce something entertaining and go out there and connect with the fans. Um, and then also just because they're good wrestlers. Um, the first, first thing that comes to my mind is uh, Drake Maverick. Uh, now he did, now he has, you know, put on Twitter or Instagram or whatever, uh, a video of him being very emotional and saying that he's going to fight and do whatever he can. Um, so yes, he's been fired by the WWE, but they're having him wrestle. Again, I don't know if that's just storyline or whatever, and again, that's whatever, but Drake Maverick, I think, ever since he came in, I think that he's always had that that spark that I think them keeping him as the general manager of 205 Live was a waste. Um, I think that he... And if you, because if you watch the stuff that he did in TNA, he was entertaining. He wasn't, he wasn't a bad wrestler by any means. But I think WWE just, again, they don't, again, they're 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 not us. They don't they don't, they they don't see things in the way that fans see it. Um, so obviously something like that's not gonna go across the way that you know we want it to because again. They don't pay me to write for them, and if they did, you know, they, I don't know, not saying the product would be better, but, <laughs> you know, it might be just a tad bit more entertaining if they, if they would pay fans to, uh, anyway, I'm getting off on, uh, on a completely different topic, um, but yeah, Drake Maverick was someone that I was, I was just, it didn't, the release doesn't make sense, a lot of the, there's a few of them that really don't make sense, and Drake Maverick was definitely one of them, um, Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. Um, again, for me, I feel like WWE, again, like with most things, dropped the ball big time on these guys. Um, they had that big run where they won the titles at Mania, and they just th their run never had any significance. They kept in the same sort of attitude when, really honestly, after they won the championships, I, what I really wish they would have done is had a complete character change and kind of gone back to not necessarily uh, the Edgeheads, you know, or the La Familia kind of guys, but not be the corny, goofy, wearing singlets with 
whatever. Just but being guys that will literally go out there and they're just a good tag team. You know, they're you know me like turn turned them heel honestly. Come out and just be like you know we finally. But again, like I said, can't go the way that we always want it to. Um, but yeah, like it, it confused me because. Zack Ryder has always been a workhorse for WWE. He's always been like a guy that, or at least, has has had the appearance and kept the, you know, kept the appearance of loving WWE, supporting them no matter what. Um, and even and, and Kurt Hawkins, you know, they after he had been gone for a while, and they hired him back on, and he, you know, again seemed it seemed hopeful that he was going to do something different whenever he came back, but then they had him lose almost every single match. Or literally every single match for I don't know how long, um, but I think you know it, it's come out that Zack Ryder actually was planning on leaving WWE. He he was considering doing it. Um, you know the comment he doesn't come to work to eat crappy catering. You know he and that's the thing is I don't think any wrestler wants to just show up to work every day, go to catering, eat, and just wait. Um, I think it's a complete waste of their time and their talent and what they do. Um, and I think Zack Ryder's a good example of somebody who, were, I mean, busted their busted their tail just to try to become something and, and and connect with the fans. And he did that whenever he did his Long Island IC internet show, and was he was the internet champion. And WWE was like, oh, we'll, we'll use that, and then they completely stopped trying with him. And again, it's it's just it's unfortunate. Um, but now he's, you know, he's dropped the Zack Ryder name. He's going by Matt Cardona, which I think is a <laughs> such a better name than Zack Ryder. I'm sorry, but Matt Cardona, Matt Cardona, um, just sounds better. And and again, that's again that's just a random little throw in there. Um, another person that another thing that surprised me two names uh, Gallows and Anderson. They were in the in one of the main events of of WrestleMania. Um, was were a part of probably one of like the most entertaining matches I saw. You know, all of night one um, of Mania, they had they were in the Boneyard match, uh, helping AJ Styles, and I mean they they killed it, and uh, they were a part of the people who were released. I, from the moment they joined the WWE and they al- aligned themselves with AJ Styles, they should have been one of, if not the most dominating tag teams on the roster. Now, they did have a couple of title reigns, but Vince doesn't, it, I mean, uh, it all comes down to Vince. Tag team wrestling, for some reason, just there's not any form of significance put into it. Um, you had John, you know, John Morrison retained the tag team championships at Mania, and then a week or so later, he loses them to the New Day. Are they Miz and Morrison lose them to the New Day? Like, there's there's no longevity. There's there's no. I mean, I mean, a few years ago, whenever they had the New Day become the like either one of the longest tag team, longest reigning tag team champions, or the longest. Don't remember. Can't can't remember. Um, but there was you know there was some story there, but there hasn't been truly, like, an insane, insane just dedication to the tag team scene since the era of the Dudleys 
Edge and Christian and the Hardy Boys. And that has been something that has been missing from tag team wrestling for as long as I can remember. Probably as long as I've been alive, honestly. You know, 22 years. But you have guys like Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows, who arguably one of the best tag teams that, you know, had a... I mean, one of the best runs in, in New Japan were a part of Bullet Club and were these... Just, just an insane tag team. It's super entertaining, and yet WWE didn't take that as an opportunity, especially with guys coming from Japan, which is one of the most highly regarded, <coughs> highly regarded um, <coughs> companies in in the wrestling world. It, you know, you go people who go and wrestle in Japan know that I mean, Japan is one of the greatest places to wrestle. Uh, one of the best places to hone your craft and become somebody, um, just be become a legend there. People who go to Japan, um, that wrestling isn't, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, you know, they, they pre-script the matches, you know, they, it's predetermined, but a lot of the time they're going out there and they are lighting each other up, like they're actually hitting, like, hitting each other hard. There's a lot of the reasons why, you know, things like strong style and just, it's just a, more of a hard-hitting thing. So people from that come from Japan have, like, a pretty high respect around them. But not, not Gallows and Anderson. They they just, they fell to the wayside. Um, like most of WWE signings. Um, for example, Shinsuke Nakamura should have been shot to the moon as soon as he got on the main roster. Um, he, I mean, knocked it out of the park in NXT, and then they brought him to the main roster and just could not figure out what to do with him. They they had a blueprint from NXT how like how to book him, put him in matches that that people are actually wanting to see, not just you know what what he's doing now, which is absolutely or what he has been doing, which is not what Shinsuke Nakamura deserves. So for me, I I think that Carl's uh, Carl's Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows they should have gone, um, like, after, you know, after WrestleMania or whatever, they should have been put back in the tag team picture. They, and they, because well, what WWE needs is they need legitimate tag teams, not stables. I mean, I love the New Day, and, but now they brought in Forgotten Sons. We don't need stables, okay? We need, like, actual tag teams, legitimate tag teams, um, that are fighting for this, this championship, and, you know, these championships, and it, make it mean something, and Gallows and Anderson, I feel like, could have, I know they would have added something super valuable to the tag team division, solely based off of their chemistry, and the history that they, they had in New Japan, and it's just, again, another flub on WWE's part, um, and then, uh, I'm gonna, I'm, so I'm, these are a couple, I'm gonna mention some names, uh, and I'm gonna talk about each of them, um, so I still got a little bit of ways to go, um, but another guy, EC3, um, whenever EC3 came back, it was super, it was, I mean, it was really promising. He'd went out and he had, you know, refined his craft and he, he f created a character for himself. He became his own person and they didn't bring him back as Derek Bateman. They brought him in as EC3. He went out and they, they brought him in. He went and did something on his own and Things were great. 
he was in NXT doing amazing things where it went wrong and most you know for a, for a lot of people I think where things went wrong EC3 suffered from being called out too early um not that he wasn't necessarily prepared to do so I think that WWE um they rushed and called up way too many people um and they didn't have enough room for everybody EC3 should have been in NXT for about a about a good two years two or three years he should have been there he should have had his run uh, at the top of NXT, he could have had amazing feuds. But again, Vince McMahon blindly decided to call people up. And, you know, we have situations like Ricochet, who Ricochet should be... I think he could have benefited from staying on staying in NXT for a lot longer. Um, but, you know, for me, for me personally, I, I you know... With him still being on the main roster, I think EC3 should have just been reintroduced as EC3, some you know the 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 same sort of character, but have him go out because he most definitely could hang in the main event scene. Um, again, that's my just that that is my opinion, but I think EC3 he has he has the look. He he doesn't have that cookie cutter promo, like. What I mean by that is like he doesn't cut the same type of promos that literally everybody else does. He's a little different, like his wording and the way he speaks is different. But he he could have been a, a huge asset to uh, to Vince McMahon and to Monday Night Raw or SmackDown um, if they if he would have been used correctly. Um, so that again, an, an, another unfortunate release. Um, the next person is Leo Rush. <sighs> Say what you will about Leo Rush. His his first little run, he got into a lot of trouble. He rubbed, he rubbed people the wrong way uh, a lot of the time. But whenever he kind of made his comeback and he started going after the Cruiserweight Championship, that was the Leo Rush that I think everybody should have been seeing from the beginning. And just entertaining matches. Uh, good storyteller. He... Like that match that he had with Angel Garza for the NXT uh, Cruiserweight Championship was it was just insanely entertaining, and uh, again I think that this is somebody that WWE released um, without really truly thinking about it again, and it could be a situation where he's they're just furloughing some of these talents and they're going to hire them back on, but do I think so? No, um, but for Leo Rush, where where I would have liked to have seen him gone is. You know, if he he wasn't in that cruiserweight challenge, I don't think. Um, but I would have liked to have seen somehow um, Jordan Devlin run in and, um, or you know, after whoever wins that tournament and they he they face Jordan Devlin to find <clears throat> to determine the um, the you know the undisputed <laughs> um, cruiserweight champion. Uh, I want I would have loved for Leo Rush to show up and. Um, I honestly, preferably, I would have had, I would have loved a, a, a Jordan Devlin, uh, Leo Rush feud. It would have been insanely entertaining. Um, the matches would have been off the charts. They would have been going out there and having classics every night that they perform. Um, so again, dropping the ball, <laughs> um, with, with somebody, um, just kind of touch shortly on Kurt Angle, um, he, I know he was more in a producer and kind of trainer, kind of not really coach, but like a more of a producer role. Um, 
but again, to release him just seems, I don't know, just seems really weird. Um, then, uh, the next wrestler that I want to talk about is Mike Kanellis. So, I have, I have a bone to pick with WWE about his debut, just from him first coming in. You can have the whole, I mean, I know some people probably enjoyed the, the, you know, the whole Mike and Maria thing where they're like, oh, they're the, they're, this, their romance is so insane. When truthfully, what should have happened, and this is, again, this is my opinion, um, they should have brought him in, um, and not, you don't necessarily even need to call him the miracle Mike Bennett, but bring him in as Mike Bennett with sort of the same sort of attitude, um, and have Maria be, um, you know, join him out at the ring and stuff like that and be his manager. But he should have been not this love-struck guy. He should have been, I'm better than you, and I'm going to go out there and I'm going to prove it every single night. And him winning. And even if he had to do some, even if he had to cheat a little bit just to, oh, he's actually a hill or whatever, um, do that. But he should have been brought in as Mike Bennett, and they shouldn't have called him Mike Kanellis. Um, people... I don't know that he's married to Maria Canellis, um, but his name's Mike Bennett, and and that's it. it I think it would have also co- contributed to like it, it. It probably would have helped him not be, I don't know, just stifled in a way because you know him coming in as you know taking Maria's last name and stuff like that. It's just kind of corny, and it doesn't it didn't fit him. Um. You know, that's how he would have changed his debut with what he's doing, you know, before he got released. You know, he was on, you know, doing the 205 Live Cruiserweight stuff. Um, this is something that I had always thought about that would be really cool. I know Undisputed Era is um, pretty full. Um, they have enough guys to win every title on on the NXT roster. Um, you know, Adam Cole, and, and, and at one point they did. You know, Adam Cole was... Uh, or is NXT champion. Uh, O'Reilly and Fish were the uh, tag team champions, and then Roger Strong was uh, the uh, North American champion. But, and I guess I kind of gave away what I was thinking, um, but I would have loved to see Mike Kanellis either join, um, join the Undisputed Era. I know that's random, but have him do something like that. Um, or even more so, go to NXT, not as Mike Kanellis, have him show up, and cut a promo and say, you know, uh, who I was on SmackDown and Raw um, was a shell of who I really am. Um, I'm not going to be held down. I'm not going to, you know, pretend to be this this dumb idiot. My name is Mike Bennett, and I'm um, I'm here to change. I'm here to change NXT. Or I'm here to change the world. And have him build his own stable and go up against Undisputed Era. That would have been insane. Um, now, I mean, of course, there is <laughs> there is um, some sort of a story there because of the, the connection that Adam Cole and Mike Kanellis had on the independent scene. Um, but, again, <laughs> like I'm, I'm going to say this a lot when it comes to WWE. They drop the ball with stuff. Um, so, my opinions on these releases, 
I think as much as it's disappointing that WWE couldn't find something for these guys to do, I think now, more than ever, you are going to see each one of these guys. Heck, even, I mean, uh, I didn't talk about this one this one guy, but Heath Slater. Heath Slater, again, is one of those guys who was a, work, a workhorse for WWE. He stayed committed to doing basically whatever WWE wanted him to do. And he's another guy that got fed up. Um, again, I think Heath Slater could have been repackaged and, uh, you know, made a pretty good run at the at a mid-card level, or up, upper, upper mid-card, you know? Um, but like I was, like I was saying, I think each of these guys are going to, unless some of them get hired back by WWE, I think we are going to see the best versions of each of these wrestlers going forward. Um, I think it's inevitable that guys like uh, Zack Ryder or Matt Cardona um, and Gallows and Anderson uh, end up in, in uh, AEW, or some of them may end up in New Japan. Um, I know that 100% it's inevitable that um, guys like the Revival, you know, Dax Harwood and uh, Cash Wheeler, the formerly Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder, um, they're going to end up in places like AEW, Ring of Honor, NWA, New Japan. Um, because I think these guys all know what they are capable of, and they've been held back and you know held down by WWE creative. And I think, and I will know, I know, I, I know that these guys and gals can go out and really reinvent themselves and become the person, become the wrestler that WWE just couldn't see, uh, hap- you know, you know, see in their own brand. Um, and we're, we're, I, th- I think wrestling is going to be better. Uh, it's, this is this is for the betterment of wrestling. Um, you know, I think it's going to be good to see people who have been so loyal to WWE be done wrong by WWE and then go somewhere else. And whether it be AEW or any other of the the you know the promotions, and they do better and they contribute and make that promotion um, that much bigger. Because um, it's I mean it's it's unfortunate. I mean these guys. I mean they're not just to like oh well you know they're not going to get to wrestle for WWE again. I mean these guys are losing their jobs. I mean they have to figure out um, where they're going to work next, how they're going to get paid, how they're going to make money. Um, but I think for, for the most part, there, there are, there's a market, there's, there's a, a promotion, there's a wrestling company that wants every single one of these people or, or could benefit from having any of these guys. Um, the, the, the specifically who I'm looking out for, um, to see what they do is Matt Cardona, uh, by, you know, Mike Bennett, Gallows and Anderson, um, I'm EC3 even, you know, I'm, I'm ready to see what they do and I'm ready to see where they take their career because I think, or their careers, I, because these are guys that, I mean, I genuinely enjoyed watching wrestle, you know, watching wrestle. Um, they're not, you know, they're not in the main event scene and they're not the, the people that are mainly featured, but they were the, a lot of the times the backbone of the show, um, and they, 
I don't know. They just got the short end of the stick on this one, and but I think that you know, and I I, I keep saying this, but I think that it is for the better. It is for um, I, I think that this will definitely in in probably many ways be the wake up call that WWE has been honestly is honestly past due for. I think that WWE specifically Vince McMahon considering whether he pays attention or not these guys are going to go out there and they are going to I mean blow the roof off of wherever they go and they're going to become stars somewhere else and Vince usually I mean it's not going to change anything honestly um, I was about to say you know maybe he'll and he'll realize but because no Vince McMahon I think we if you've watched wrestling long enough and if you kind of know the ins and outs of as much as you can as a fan and not be a wrestler, the ins and outs of the, the wrestling business. Um, Vince McMahon never learns. EC3 went and bettered himself, came back, and is already released. Um, you know, Luke Gallows was Festus, became Luke Gallows, got released, went to Japan, knocked it out of the park, came back, and now he's released again. So, if anything, for me personally, and this sounds bad, but... There's there's genuinely not a wrestler on this list that I think should go back to WWE. I think that all these guys should spend the rest of their their career either in Japan, AEW, or Ring of Honor, or heck even NWA. I don't think WWE deserves any of these guys back. I don't it, it, at this point. They're I don't even want WWE to sign like and because that, that's that's the thing too. It's like that's it's even changing now just because. There's another company now. Like everybody used to be so excited, like oh well, WrestleMania's coming around. Who's this next big free agent that they're gonna sign? Um, WWE's not the the place anymore. I, I I I think the people who are there are gonna be there, and that people are you know WWE's I'm honest like obviously invested in. They're gonna be there. Um, but other than that, I I don't think that I, I don't think that we should ever see for. And for, for these wrestlers' sakes, not for our sakes. I don't think we should ever see Zack Ryder on WWE ever again. Uh, Mike Bennett. Uh, Rusev, even. Uh, Gals and Anderson. I don't think that they should ever waste their time coming back to WWE because they don't... They're, they're obviously not valued. EC3 needs to go be a star somewhere else. Um, and, and he will. And he will be. So, there we go. Um... That is the that's the episode, everyone. Um, just kind of my thoughts and kind of ramblings um, about these WWE releases. Uh, again, definitely message me or uh, let me know what you think about this uh, about these releases. Um, where you hope to see these guys go? Um, what companies? <laughs> what what do you want them to do? Because um, I, I I'm definitely interested. So, um, I know I don't normally announce the, the next episode during the podcast, um, but this is kind of something that, um, I've been really chewing on and stirring on for a while. Um, I, the, the next episode of Change the Culture podcast, um, uh, I'm going to be talking about the, uh, dark side of the ring, uh, the special that they did on Chris Benoit. And there, there's a, there's some things that learning now as a 22 year old um, wrestling fan and somebody who remembers hearing about that happening, um, 
and having just kind of like the first kind of like feelings about it when I was a kid and growing up and kind of hearing bits and pieces but finally watching that and, and understanding the situation as much as you know somebody can on from the outside looking in so please uh, keep on the lookout for that that is going to be an episode um, but I, it, I don't I don't necessarily know how long it's going to be um, but it's it's going to be um, one to kind of there's going to be a lot to think about and a lot to say so I hope you tune into that and i hope that you have enjoyed this episode and uh, again thank you guys so much um for listening taking the time out of your day to listen to a 30 minute podcast about me rambling about wrestling but uh the next episode i think we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna dig a little bit deeper into a uh, serious topic uh, and as always again i'm gonna say this no matter which amount of letters you support Go to where you're entertained. Don't don't settle for <laughs> essentially what WWE has been producing. Um, let's change the culture. 